Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live.
And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. From the Enigma series comes the contemporary romantic trilogy by author Truth Devour. Wanton, the winner of the L.A. Book Festival Romance category, is the first book in the trilogy that will get your heart pumping from the start. This is no ordinary love story. Its depth of range eloquently transitions moves from sexually electrifying to nostalgic to existential. An unforgettable journey which will leave you pleasurably aching for more. If it feels so good loving the wrong person, imagine how wonderful it's going to be when you love the right one. Now is your time. Truth Devour. www.truthdevour.com The novels of Crystal Hickerson, The Magician, the metaphysical action drama about the fight between good and evil which holds the fate of man in the balance. Street Corners, a tragic romantic crime saga of a man who has the hearts of two very different women in his hands. The choice he makes will hurt them both. Wanted, a ghostly story about a woman caught between the planes of life and death. It is left up to the reader to decide which reality was real. The Volunteer. The struggle of a man with his career and his life teetering on thin ice. Can love truly conquer all? And if you think this is the end for Crystal, you would be wrong. For as you listen to this, a new dynamic tale is on the way. Go to crystalhickerson.com to purchase all of her novels. Follow her on social media and listen to her on the radio at thecrystalshow.com. Enter the amazing world at crystalhickerson.com. and animal welfare organization dedicated to support those in need of help. Located in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, our products are trendy rope bracelets with anchor clasps emblazoned with a tag word. The tag word on each bracelet represents a specific cause which will be matched with a charity. You see, Knots for Change's goal is to build relationships with charities worldwide. The causes we support are animal welfare, education, medical research and prevention, environment, human rights, veterans, world aid and development, mental health and wellness, health and fitness, and child development. You can find us on social media such as Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by searching Knots for Change. That's K-N-O-T-S, the number four, C-H-A-N-G-E. We'll also be launching our website on September the 10th, knotsforchange.ca. That's K-N-O-T-S-F-O-R-C-H-A-N-G-E dot C-A. All right. My thanks to truthdevour.com, the award-winning Aussie author. My thanks to crystalhickerson.com, 
not only an author, but she's a show host as well. And to notsforchange.ca. Thanks for all being sponsors of the Talk to Key Radio Show, my official sponsors. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Key Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. So, fellas, you meet this new girl. She appears to be all that in a bag of chips. So, what do you do for a first date? How about inviting her over to your place to watch Netflix and chill? I mean, nothing like takeout food in a movie to get to know each other on a date, right? The first date at that. Well, wrong. If this is your idea of a first date with someone, then you're not in a relationship. Um, I mean, you're, you're just having uh, it's essentially a booty call, okay? However, there are some millennials that firmly believe that it's an acceptable form of dating. And I'm not sure why they think that is, but, um, I mean, is it because it's dirt cheap? Is it because it only puts her a few feet from the bedroom? I mean, what do you even wear on a Netflix and chill date? Uh, let's just call it what it is. It's a booty call with a movie playing in the background. But we're going to discuss that on the show tonight. Let me go to the phone lines to the 248 area code, the Motor City of Detroit. And welcome on the aforementioned author, show legend, and show hostess, Crystal Hickerson. Crystal, what's going on? Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. You doing okay this evening? I am okay. Okay. You stressed okay? All right. <laughs> yeah, just okay. <laughs> it, it's always something with you, Crystal. It's, it's, it's never normal. It's always something. Let me go yeah. to the 850 area code, the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. And welcome on my man, Buck. Buck, what's going on, bro? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. What's going on, man? You doing all right? Doing fantastic. Excellent. Glad to have you on, sir. All right, and I will go to the 501 area code, the natural state of Arkansas. And welcome on, Amy. Amy, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, been busy chasing my rambunctious granddaughter. That's what's up. <laughs> Glad to have you back in the mix. I'm going to sit down in 10 days. No, 9 days. 9 days now. You're going to do what in 9 days? You were playing Molly Crew in the background. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I'm yeah, going yeah. to sit in the 9 days for the very last time. Okay, yeah, your own little personal theme song. See, I was thinking about you, Amy. All right, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, Talking about Netflix and chill, which is apparently a new way of dating. So, Crystal, let me start with you. Uh, For a person person who may be over the age of 35 years old, what do you think a date means to them, like a first date? Um, well, I would guess a date is where you get to know somebody, but, um, and you do it on like kind of neutral territory, in other words, a restaurant or somewhere, or a, um, probably a restaurant so you can have dinner, but, you know, you can meet at 
Starbucks or different places like that where you can just talk and get to know each other. Um, over a sandwich is always kind of neutral as opposed to maybe dinner. But um, that's a date. I'm not going back to somebody's house because I don't know them. So that's not a date. <laughs> okay. And, Amy, I mean, what do you think? What's the, what's, what's your impersonation? I mean, what's your impression of a first date? What, is, what does it mean to you? Well, I mean, I definitely agree with Crystal. You know, if you're a girl and, you know, you're not on a booty call, despite what, you know, if the guy might have, that might be on his mind, you're not having no intentions, you know, of sleeping with him on the first day, then, yeah, go out go out to eat and go out to a movie. Um, I think Netflix and chill or, you know, a movie at your house and chill, uh, whether it be on Netflix or, or DVD, um, you know, that, that comes a little later. But I don't, I would not go on a first date with a guy that, that um, I was just getting to know like that, no. Okay. Well, but. What what does Netflix and chill mean to you? When someone says Netflix and chill, I mean, what does that mean to you? Well, for me, I mean, if you're just doing Netflix and chill, then that just means something, you know, come over and hang out and, you know, Netflix and chill. I mean, I, mean, I don't, you know, I buy movies most of the time anyway. So the Netflix thing, I mean, I do Netflix every once in a while, but you know, I don't know. I mean, I don't classify that as a date. You know, if you're already seeing somebody, then, you know, you're going over and just hang, hanging out, having a good time, and you want to see a movie or something, that's one thing. But not, you know, not starting out the gate, you know. Okay, Crystal, what does it mean to you? Netflix and chill. It doesn't mean anything. It, it means, um, you know, like if I'm already in a relationship or if I'm chilling with actual friends or something like that, that's what I would say, come on, let's watch some Netflix and, you know, chill. <laughs> it's, hmm. it's not a date. It's just like if he was already, you know, my boyfriend or husband or something, then that's just, you know, we're just going to watch a movie. Um, I probably wouldn't use the word Netflix, but I use Netflix quite a bit. So they probably realize it's going to be on Netflix or something, but um, yeah. Uh, sometimes I do say Netflix. Like I got some movies from Netflix or something, whatever, or Redbox or something. But yeah, that's, it's just super casual. It's not a date. It's just two people hanging out. You know, that's it. Okay. <laughs> well, of course, the uh, I guess millennial definition it basically means having sex with a movie playing in the background. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, everyone has their own interpretation as far as what it means. But, uh, so, Amy, you said you would never Netflix and chill with someone on a first or second date? And why not if, if that's the case? No, not not on a first or second date, just because, uh, you know, you want to, you kind of want to get, to, to know somebody 
um, at first. You're, you're not, I mean, I want, I'm a casual person and I like to be casual, you know. So, say for instance, you or Buck invited me over for Netflix and chill as a date night or whatever after we've already been dating, I'm going to come to your house probably in a pair of shorts and a T-shirt, probably a Motley Crue T-shirt, or blue jeans or sweatpants and and a sweatshirt and tennis shoes. You know, I'm going to be casual, and we're just going to hang out. Um, You know, I, I don't like to do that until I've kind of gotten to know somebody because, you know, you just don't, you got got to get to know people um, before Mm -hmm. you just, uh, just, you know, go straight to their, you know, house and, and, and into that because you're putting yourself in a vulnerable Position now, you know, you come to my house and pick me up, and let's go out on a date. Um, you know, I meet you at your house or whatever, but that's going to be about the extent of it. Okay, okay. She says she goes on a date with me and Bucks Netflix and chill. <laughs> what what is, what do you have in mind? I can go with y'all and Netflix and chill anytime. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> okay, I mean, because I mean, if it had to be a threesome, I can't, I can't have another dude in the room. But, 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 what about what about one night stands, Buck? I mean, isn't Netflix and Chill the perfect thing for a one night stand? It is. Is that's what you're into? All right, thank you very much for that dissertation, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I truly appreciate it. Let me go to the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, and welcome on my man Ray. Ray, what's going on, bro? Hey, how you doing, Q? Buck, Blast from the Past, Amy, how you doing? Hey, Ray, how are you? <laughs> All right, pretty good. Y'all talking about me some Oreo cookies, huh? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> what? You yeah, come to a Netflix and chill party. Some Oreo cookies. Two black and one white in the middle. <laughs> oh, man. Lord. But, uh, Ray, let me ask you this, man. I mean, can you get to know someone while watching a movie? Uh, I mean, at home or in a theater, can you get to know someone during a movie? Yeah, I think so, man. I think um, movies are a very good icebreaker. I mean, outside of going to dinner, I mean, you kind of get to learn things about a person without them opening their mouth. And I think that's good, you know, because if you're watching the movies and they phone keeps going off, she doesn't have sense enough to put it on silent. If she you in the movie and she keeps telling the parts because she saw it on bootleg that tells you something about her. So, yeah, I think a movie is is a good way to to get a good understanding. I mean, movies and dinner go hand in hand, in in my opinion. I think that's some of the the best things you can have. So, yeah, I think you can. Okay. 
And Crystal, what do you think? Can you um, get to know someone during a movie? Crystal. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. How are you? Can you get to know someone during a movie? Absolutely not. Not me, because I'm a movie buff. Um, and I like watching the movie. So if we are watching the movie, that's what we're, that's what we're coming there to do. <laughs> you know. And we can talk a little bit through the movie, but I don't like to talk a lot through the movie. The movie to me is not a good first date or second date. Maybe a, maybe a second date. But it's not a good first date um date <laughs> because you you can't really talk during the movie and you can't get to know each other. I mean, so you know, no. like I said, especially not a movie buff person like myself. And then you were saying something about um the one night stand. I mean, Mm-hmm. What do I need to watch a movie with somebody I'm just having a booty call with? I don't want to watch a movie with them. I just want to have sex. That's the purpose of encounter. I mean, was, uh, not everyone, I guess, is as aggressive. They kind of want to ease into it, so. It's I a booty call. What? There's nothing more to do. <laughs> I mean, that's a one, the purpose. Well, a one-night stand is not necessarily a booty call. I mean, a well, one-night stand could be you met someone and decided, hey, let's go watch some Netflix and chill and... You both knew what it was, but it's the same thing. You just you didn't technically call them after midnight, but it's the same thing. Same thing. Semantics. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I'm with you on the um, movie thing. I, I don't like to do movies on a first date. I usually don't like to even do it on a second date because uh, the only thing I'm I, I can personally learn from you at a movie is if you keep your mouth shut during a movie or not. If you're a talker. Because so, I don't like talkers in movies. I'm I'm like you, Crystal. I get into the movie. You may say a word here or there, but for the most part, you kind of focus on what's going on on the screen, and it's kind of hard to learn. I think it may be a little different when you're at home, um, especially if you have a DVR. You can stop it or something like that. But, I, yeah, I just don't like interruptions in my movies, and I'm not going to learn much from the person. So, um, Amy, what do you think has caused dating to evolve i mean is dating too expensive now um is it too much trouble to throw on an outfit and get dressed and do your hair and all that what's caused it to evolve to netflix and chill uh well i mean probably yeah the expense of it um i would <coughs> excuse me <laughs> the expense of it, I would say, um, you know, um, me, I'm like Crystal. I'm a big movie buff. So if that's all you ever do is take me out to eat or cook for me and let's watch Netflix or let's go out to a movie or whatever, I'm going to be perfectly happy because that's all I do. I've got my own little mini movie theater going on in my house. <laughs> Um, so that's, you know, that's what I, I love to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, the cost and, and people, people have just gotten more casual, 
as far as dating and everything. Um, some people are out to impress people, and they think they got to go to all these fancy dinners and and you know expensive uh, clubs and this and that and the other. But um, I think, especially for people at people our age, um, it's definitely more you know casual. I don't know what they do in in their twenties and thirties now. Uh, Okay. Well, um, let's see. I have a couple of callers holding. If you want to chime in, just hit one on your dial pad. They'll put you in the host queue. Or you can just hang out and listen listen like you're doing. That's cool. Uh, Ray, let me ask you, what do you, why do you think dating has evolved to the Netflix and chill era that some of the millennials are in now? What do you think has caused it? Man, it ain't nothing. It was just a couple people trying to Put a name to some shit, you know, just some 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 young people shit like, uh, <laughs> what, what is it, uh, Lolo or whatever. You only live once. Shit, ain't nobody fucking live twice. So what are we talking about? <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's one of them things. Netflix and chill. Oh, oh, first of all, you advertising for Netflix, they ain't giving you big shit. time. So you know. I ain't gonna call it what it really is because you know I don't want to take it that way tonight. But the thing is, is um, it's just putting a name on something. Everybody been doing that for years, watching movies with their girlfriend. To me, I don't think or your girl or whatever the case is. I don't think it's even meant to be what it is. It's just a saying that everybody goes with. I mean, if I come. Back in the day when I was dating everything, if I come over to a chick house to watch a movie and eat, it's something going on before the movie, whether it's cooking, and we can discuss the movie afterwards. You don't have to try to ease into some pussy. I mean, if it's you and the old girl got a good relationship or you a cool guy, she got common sense. It's going to go down sooner or later anyway. To me... I don't want to fuck every time I hit the door. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I just want to chill, literally chill. See, you've been working all week. You're tired. Okay, y'all was smashing all last night. I want to come back again and smash again. Fuck that. I want to relax a little bit. I'm just being truthful, <laughs> you know, but, 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 but some people see it differently. So I think the, the whole thing is just putting a label on it. You know how young kids think they coming up with something new? It ain't nothing new. I mean, movies been out before they was born, and chilling been out before they were born. So, I mean, you know, when you're a teenager or whatever, your money's short, what else can you do? So that's all I think it's about. Yeah, I do think a lot of it does have to do with being broke, um, and it's just an easy out. But, um, Crystal, let, let, let's focus on the guys for a second. Why do you think that some of today's guys have such a different view on what should be an acceptable date with someone new? I mean, it's kind of built on what we're talking about. Because they're cheap asses, that's why. I mean, a real guy is not going to do that. 
You know, I mean, he's not going to expect um, a movie at his house or whatever, at her house, as an actual date, not a first date. See, this is the kind of stuff you do with friends or you do with someone you already have a relationship with. But to, for the millennials, can't talk tonight, I'm sorry. Millennials. (laughs) No, thank you. For them. Uh, Hmm. Because, you know, when I think of them, I think of college kids, uh, primarily, and that Uh age range. So, I mean, Netflix, it is um, kind of the mainstay for, you know, a lot of, kids and adults, really. I mean, as far as uh, watching movies, a lot of people are, um, you know, foregoing their cable, you know, bill, so they can, and they just get Netflix, they get Hulu, they get those kinds of things. So that's coming on more of a norm than um, than it used to be where you, you know, you would say, well, come over and I'll go rent a movie, um, you know. So it's the same thing. It's like, Ray was saying, you're just putting a name on something that's already is already happening. It's just that now we know something specific about it. We call it Netflix. But if a guy is initiating that, then he may be trying to just kind of make everything casual to ease into it. Maybe if I already knew him, like we were friends already or, you know, mm-hmm. good acquaintances or something, and he said, hey, why don't you come over for this or Maybe I'll drop by and, you know, we can catch a movie or something like that at your place. Maybe he's trying to ease from friend into lovers or something. So he's just trying to keep casual. So that's what I would think. I wouldn't, I would think either he's cheap <laughs> if he's calling it a date or B, he's either not that interested in me or he's trying to be very casual about getting closer to me. So he's saying, well, let's do something simple. Okay. Okay. On Twitter, SPKK13 chimed in and said, um, as far as the whole Netflix and chill thing, can my friends come too? Otherwise, no. I don't know that person well enough to be in their home. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Let me go to the 229 area code, which is, where's the area code? Upstate New York, I think. Is this this the conversations? Yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia. Okay, I thought two two nine was yeah. a New York number. <laughs> so, how's it going? Long time no chat. How's, how's it going? How's it going? Doing well. So, what do you think? Um, why do you think today's guys have a different view, uh, such a different view on what is an acceptable date with someone new? Uh, well, I mean, to me, I think. Uh, the whole Netflix and chill thing is, uh, you know, I think it's more of like a college phenomenon than than uh, an actual, you know, a thriving adult, you know, some type mm-hmm. of uh, thing. Because it's just kind of like, okay, we're, you know, so we're young, we're on campus, you know, so we, we, we may not have much money, we may not even have a car. So it's just like, well, you know, you can walk across campus. Come and chill in my my room, my dorm room, or whatever, and we can watch some movies. You know what I'm saying? So I think that's where the um, Netflix and chill thing kind of came from. Okay, it's just been taken to another level, and everybody's doing it now, huh? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard of any adult men doing this. I don't know. <laughs> I, I know a thirty-something that swears by it. 
<laughs> I do. I know a thirty-something who swears by it. He said he he wants to pop in um, his favorite comedian Patrice O'Neal, yeah. <laughs> and that's gonna get the day get the evening started. I mean, I'm like, or I mean, if it is an adult thing, it has to be like further along in the relationship, not like on a first date. You know, so you just invite somebody over to the house, unless it's like a party at your house or something like that, you know what I mean, like Super Bowl party or something like that, but just Netflix, I don't really see that happening much. Okay. All right. Well, Amy, let me ask you about the women involved in this, and I'll get get a hold for just a moment of conversations. Amy, are some women just as much to blame for me and not understanding the concept of a traditional date? I'm sorry, say that again. Are some women just as much to blame when it comes to men not understanding the concept of what a traditional date is? Mm. I mean, are, are, are women, have women lowered their standards to the point that they've made it okay for men to do this? Yeah, I'm, well, I, that's, I don't know, it's kind of hard. That's kind of a hard question for me to answer because I'm like I said I'm a movie buff so but again <laughs> you just you know, watch I, a movie, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to, to everyone listening Amy's the easiest person to get to your house for next listening chill if she likes the movie <laughs> uh, just make sure you can take me out on at least five days before mm. yeah going for Netflix and chill. Um, but, you know, I mean, I guess once you're get, when you're getting to know somebody, though, I mean, it's not, you don't have to take them out every single night because, you know, trying to impress, impress them. But, I mean, I guess women have, you know, kind of let their standards go. Um, for me, I don't look at it as as letting my standards go because I was never one that you had to take out on, you know, expensive, fancy dates or anything. Okay. So that's kind of it's kind of hard for me to it's kind of hard for me to answer. Okay. That's why well, I had so much trouble with dating. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, on Twitter, SPKK13 said, technology and media impact. Everything else is so easily accessible, so why not expect the same with human interactions? So that's a good point. We're kind of a microwave society. We want things now, so we just try to set ourselves up for the quickest way to get to what we want. And Morgan chimed in from New York, and she says... um, about the evolution of dating, she said, evolve more like deteriorate. If you can't afford to date, there are plenty of things you can do for free. And I definitely agree with that. There are plenty of options. And Ray, let me ask the question I asked Amy, are some women just as much to blame for, let's say, adult men, men who are not in college, not understanding the concept of a traditional date? Well, I think you should do what what feels comfortable. If you're a woman, you like to watch movies, 
There's nothing wrong with having a date where you watch movies. I mm-hmm. mean, you don't have to go to dinner and spend a lot of money every time you get ready to go on a date. I mean, it's what the two people enjoy doing. I mean, you may want to go to the park and have a picnic with a picnic basket, and you just made a couple of sandwiches or something. If that's what you like to do, and you got a girl who likes the outdoors and like nature, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I don't think, you know, a traditional date is, is, is something that has to be what a person needs to do in order to go on a date. A date is, is a meeting of two people. So, you know, if both of them like movies and they want to stay inside rather than go outside and deal with a crowd of people, I don't see nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I was saying earlier, it's conversation before and after the movie. So you can really get to know a person before the movie starts. They don't have to hit the door and you sit on the couch and turn the lights down and we don't say nothing until the movie's over. No, you could talk for an hour and a half. You come over there at 8 o'clock and the movie starts again. You know, mm-hmm. it all depends. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a big, you know, game to, you know, I'm trying to wait for the right moment for her to, to ease into what, you know, you want to do. Hey, you let her know what it is. You know, if you want to come over there to, to get with her, you let her know that. You don't have to sit up for an hour and a half and, she watching the movie and you watching her. To me, that's corny. <laughs> Most guys don't take an hour and a half. Thirty minutes in, they rubbing on your leg. But uh, I mean, I, well, I think like a picnic or something is kind of a traditional date when you think back on it. But um, and a movie is, can be a traditional date, but normally it's for reserved for going to the theater. I think that um, when you when you're coming over to someone's house, it just it really just depends on the mindset of the people. Uh, of course, two people can have have a Netflix and chill date and have it be really cool and nothing goes, pops off and everything. But when you think about the average person, a lot of times once, someone, once a woman says she's coming over to your house, I mean, the thought process changes for a lot of guys, you know, and I'm not saying that is right. I'm not saying that it's, all guys, but for a lot of guys, the thought process does change. Even if you're not looking to actively try to hit, you're going to prepare yourself just in case you get a chance to hit. You're wearing your best drawers. You got on your good smelling cologne. Your house is clean. You know, I mean, your bedroom is clean, even though she really wasn't supposed to see it. I mean, so you're kind of preparing yourself, even if it's not in the forefront of your mind in most cases. But uh, take a quick break. And we'll be right back with a few more questions. Let's chat at greatchats.com. It's free to join. www.gr8chats.com. Join now. Gr8chats.com. All right, my thank the great great chats for being a sponsor of the show. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. And um, Crystal, let me go back to you. Is traditional dating outdated? I mean, should we do away with going out to eat, the movies, and drinks all together? I mean, should we just try to find a new way, just like we get rid of a lot of traditions here in the United States? I don't 
think um, it's outdated because there's not that many ways to do that. I mean, the purpose of the first date, first or second or whatever, is to be able to sit and talk and get to know each other. That's the purpose of the date. So, you, I mean, you know, you don't have to go to a restaurant. Um, that's the simplest, easy go-to, of course. But, I mean, you could plan to do something else. Um you said picnic. I mean, picnic to me is is really for you know when you're into a relationship, it's more romantic kind of a thing. But you can meet and do other things. Let's say you both are joggers. Maybe you can jog or meet each other at a certain part where you jog, and you you know you start jogging together. And then after that, you know you sit and talk and chill or something. But um, or you know you can maybe go visit a certain part of the state or city that maybe you haven't been to, like a museum. That's a place where you could kind of like get to know each other. In other words, it has to be a, 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 an arena where you can actually hear each other speak. So that's that's the purpose of it. It's not really, you don't have to be in a restaurant. It's just, like I said, it's the most simplest thing to do. And I don't think it's so much a tradition. It's just that's how you do it. How else are you going to get to know each other? Because if you plan dates, that you are occupied doing something else, like you mm-hmm. know, you're horse, horseback riding, or you're doing, you know, you're bungee jumping, or whatever the hell you're doing. You're focused on that. You're not focused on them. You say those kind of dates for later. Okay. And Morgan says when you're dating to have what's what? First of all, she said uh, there's a difference between dating to have fun and dating to find love. She says, when you're dating to have fun, of course, it's Netflix and chill. Minimum effort and dollar sign. But you still get results, wink, wink. And I think she makes a good point. Sometimes you have to know, you have to have um, some understanding or a meeting with the minds with the other person to find out, okay, you know, what's your purpose for dating? Now, that comes from talking, and so you have to talk in order to establish that. But if you don't know a person's purpose for dating, and you're not looking for um, the chill, you're only looking for the Netflix, then, you know, that might be a conversation you want to have over the phone and try to inquire what the person is looking for. But, um, uh, Amy, let me ask you this. Has the way dating changed um, over the last couple of decades, I guess, um, where we we think about how people text more than they speak and how we communicate via Facebook. We'll get someone's Instagram account before we get their phone number and Netflix and chill, all these things. Uh, Is that one of the biggest contributors to, like, the divorce rate being as high as it is, just how dating has evolved over the last couple of decades? Well, I don't want to do any kind of uh, social media dating any uh, anyway. Um, I'm still an old school girl. I don't like texting. I don't like Facebook messages. I don't like tw- uh, tweeting. Um, as far as to carry on a whole conversation, to carry on a whole conversation with you, um now, I might send you a few messages back and forth here and there, to, you know, some text here and there. But um, if I want to talk to you, 
I want to talk to you face-to-face or I want to talk to you on the phone because too much stuff gets misinterpreted when it's put in print. And you can even look at, you know, the Bible. Everyone who reads the Bible interprets it a different way. So, and that seems to be one of the the biggest uh, arguments between people um, that they they take something that you don't hear a tone behind someone you don't hear you don't put, if you forget to put an LOL at the end of something they'll think you're serious. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm just one that if I want to talk to somebody. I want to talk to you on the phone, or I want to talk to you face-to-face. And I'm not going to date somebody online. I don't do a whole lot of texting or any of the other type of or emailing or messaging. If I've got something to talk to you about, I'm going to pick up the phone and call you. So, yeah, I mean, I think it does. It causes a lot of problems whether it be between people, friends, spouses, kids, um, it just everybody in general. Okay. And, um, Ray, what do you think, man? Do you think, why, why do you think the divorce rate has increased? Does that have anything to do with dating, or is it just, I mean, because that's kind of like where you learn about one another as far as, um, if a person's right for you or not. So where do you think the problem lies? Well, I think a lot of people are starting on the wrong foundation. It's just like, you know, now with so many cliches just put with everything, Netflix and chill and, you know, and Lolo and all this other kind of stuff where you should just, if you want to get married or, thinking about getting married, it can't be just based on young dating type stuff. You know, like Netflix and chill and all that stuff comes along with it. You don't have to try to scheme on somebody that you're with. You know what I mean? It's about what you guys want to do, how you want to do it, and when you want to do it. You know, if something is is right, it'll happen. You don't have to try to set it all up and all this and that. What a lot of guys don't know when I tell these young boys when I get a chance to talk to them is if you got somewhere where a woman feels comfortable, it's going to happen naturally anyway because, you know, if you don't have your own place, you stay with your folks, now she comes over, yeah, she'll talk a little bit, but she want to go outside or, you know, y'all take a ride or whatever. But you got your own place where she can come over, she can take off her shoes, take off her jeans, you know, put on a big shirt, sit on the couch and chill. She want to watch the movie, she want to lay on you while she's doing it and all that. All that stuff is going to come naturally if she's comfortable being around you. You don't have to scheme up a whole lot of stuff. So, I mean, I think it's just 
now it's harder for young people to date and everything because they have so many options. You know, you can date online. You can date off Facebook. You can date off some of these uh, sites that they got out here for dating. And, you know, it's it's a lot easier now. So it's less work you got to put into it. So nobody yeah. really takes it as serious as they need to take it. People get lazy. Exactly. So, you know, marriage or anything is work. You know, it's not going to be a honeymoon every day of the week. It's work. So I don't think a lot of people understand that. And, you know, most people in America don't like work. So (laughs) that's part of the reason. Okay. Good point. And Morgan said, makes a good point also, how am I supposed to know what you like to do if we never do anything? If you don't like to do anything, that's a turn off. And that's how some people look at the whole Netflix and chill thing. It's like um, you're not going anywhere, you're not learning anything. And so that's an interesting way uh, of looking at it. Um, now, Amy, I'm sorry, Crystal, if if someone were to ask you for advice, Crystal, I mean, what ideas would you give for a nice first or second date? Well, um, I guess kind of what I said before, just um, find a venue that you guys can talk to each other, look at each other, and get to know each other. So it has to be a place that is not too loud, can't be like a concert or even a movie because a movie is dictates that you you know sit and watch it. And especially if you go out to a movie, I mean, you know, usually the people around you will make sure that you're not talking too much. But um, so I guess a perf- to me a perfect date, um, I guess, would be going to a nice restaurant that's intimate um, and we can sit and have, you know, time to talk where there's not a lot of people like right next to you or around you kind of more of a, the ambiance type of restaurants. Uh, but also, like, uh, for a first date, I think, like I said, meeting someone for lunch is a little less intimidating than meeting for dinner. Mm-hmm. Or meeting in the park if you live. Like, you have to take advantage of the the area you live in, city area. Usually most cities have, like, lakes or some sort of waterway that is, you know, people can meet up at and talk, um, or I don't typically, I don't eat, drink a lot of Starbucks. I do, but some, not, not as much. But you can meet there. The only problem with Starbucks is that it's usually very crowded, and that's usually not a really good venue. But um, just any time when you can really get to know each other, and wherever that may be. You can take it a little bit out the box, and if you've talked somehow before you actually have gone out on the first date, then you get a feel for what the other person is into. All right, all right. Some good ideas. Anybody have anything to add, anything different as far as what's a good first or second date? Well, I think a good first date would be uh, ESPN zone or even a days and buses. You know, it's plenty of activities, dinner, or 
you know, you can sit down and get something to eat. And, you know, you can have fun together, and that can keep you loose where you don't have to be so tight. And you know how it is on first date. Some people don't want to really be who they really are. So I think a date like that can help a person loosen up and just have some fun and relax. Okay. And uh, Dave & Buster's is pretty cool. That is kind of a cool place to um, do different things, play games. If For those who haven't been there, it's like an adult Chuck E. Cheese, so to speak. Nice place to play interactive games and do things. So, yeah, that would be kind of cool, too, to do something fun. Um, and you can kind of talk and get to know each other there. I like that. All right. So, um, let's see. If you decided you wanted to go over to someone's house to Netflix and chill. Now, you've already stated that you like watching the movies. And they tried to get intimate with you and you weren't with it. Would you see them again? Would there be another date? I mean, or would you kind of say, well, I did come over to his house, so I understand why he thought I was looking to do something. Well, I mean, will you cut him some slack, or would you be like, no, we're not having another date? Well, like I said, you put yourself in a vulnerable situation when you do something like, you know, Netflix or a movie um, date at home. So, um, you know, on a first or second date, I'm not going to even put myself in that position. Um, you know, now if this was somebody that I felt, well, you know, maybe it's not going to I've, you know, been talking to this guy for a while. It's not going to be that big of a deal. And, you know, he seems pretty trustworthy or whatever. And then, you know, 30 minutes into the movie, he's, you know, trying to throw me down on the couch. Yeah, I'm probably not going to go back out with you. Okay. And, Crystal, what about you? If you go over, uh, for whatever reason, to watch a movie and he try to push the move on you, uh, do you say you understand where he was coming from and cut him some slack or... Well, I guess it depends on how fine he is. <laughs> if I'm already interested in him sexually and we're just kind of hanging out and, you know, he makes his move, then I'm going to let it happen because <laughs> so, I want to be with him. Mm-hmm. But um, for period of time, I'm not in the mood at that time or whatever, or he does it kind of awkwardly and stupid then it depends on how much I like him. If I still like him and want to be with him, then I may just say, look, dude, you know, you need to slow your roll. And I will, you know, I'll forget this ever happened, and then we'll start again fresh or some shit like that, I'll say. But um, <laughs> but if I'm not into him anyway, or or it's going to take me longer to get into him or, you know, whatever, then, yeah. Or I'll you're really there to watch the movie. <laughs> I'm really actually there to watch the movie. Yeah, because sometimes uh, guys will approach you in such a platonic way, friendship, Mm -hmm. whatever, 
like they're your boy, whatever, you know. And he's like, okay, cool, you know, it's just my boy, whatever, he's going to chill. I mean, I I still know he's a guy and he has a penis, so, you know, there it is. But yeah. if he does try to make a move, I'm going to be, a, I may be a little pissed because I'm not, re- I'm obviously not really interested in him because I'm, you know, looking yeah, at him absolutely. as a friend or whatever. Right, so I'm going to be a little pissed, but I mean, on the one hand, I'm, I may not hold it too much against him, <laughs> but um, because he's a guy, you know, and guys do stupid shit like that. But um, if I really don't want to be with him or he does it in a bad way, then, yeah, we're done as friends or whatever. So I guess it really, really would just depend on how Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I think that most people think that Netflix and chill is something. Well, most traditional people think that it's something that should only be done after you become exclusive with the person, like your boyfriend and girlfriend. So at that point, you know, you decide that hey, all right, this is something we can do on one of those rainy days. We don't want to go out. I don't want to spend any money. But let me just Ray. Let me just ask you, man. What's the proper attire for Netflix and chill? You you invite a woman over for a first or a second date to Netflix and chill. I mean, what does one wear when they invite someone over for Netflix and chill? I mean, I think you need to be comfortable, but I always feel like you need to be neat. You know, if you go wear, you know, pajama pants or whatever, you can. I don't think you should wear that kind of shit on the street like females going in stores and all that. I disagree with that. But if you want to come over with pajama pants or a big T-shirt or whatever, you can get changed in the bedroom or the bathroom or whatever the case is. And, you know, if I'm lounging in the house anywhere, you know, I have nice shorts and, you know, a T-shirt or something like that. So, you know. It ain't got to be nothing special because it's all about being comfortable. And, you know, you don't have to be uptight if you're comfortable with the person that you're with. And I think if you're having a good time, you don't have to try to make this move and make that move. A woman ain't going to let you know where she's at with it. If she's leaning towards you, then that's a good sign. If she's leaning away from you, that's if she's not interested. <laughs> she's talking to you, she's not making eye contact. Then she's really not interested. So it's yeah. kind of like you got the signs already. So trying to scheme and, you know, trying to touch your leg and all that kind of stuff, you asking to get a case. Nowadays, all the women <laughs> got to say, you really don't, and you getting the case. Well, you know, no matter if both of y'all was drinking, you only responsible for controlling your liquor. You got to remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm the age drinking and everybody <laughs> still want to charge the person that did something. Come on. All right. And, uh, Amy, what do you think the proper attire is for a Netflix and chill on a first and second date? I mean, I know it's like if that's your boyfriend or something, you can wear whatever, but we're talking about someone you're not exclusive with. Someone I'm not exclusive with, well... It really doesn't matter who you are if I'm coming over to your house just to for Netflix and chill. 
I don't care if I've known you five minutes or five years. I'm going to literally come to your house dressed exactly like what I said earlier. A Molly Crew, Nirvana, or a Marilyn Monroe T-shirt, a pair of shorts, blue jeans, or sweatpants. That's me. That's who I am. I have a lot of nice clothes. I have high heels that most of mine, unfortunately, can't wear anymore because of what happened with my back. But, um, you know, and I have cute dresses and all that kind of good stuff. But I don't just don't think that that, you know, heels and a dress and, you know, that's the pro- I just don't think that's the proper attire for a Netflix and chill or movie night, you know, at home. Um, so I'm going to let you see the real me from the get-go. That way you can decide whether you ever want to go out with me again or not. Okay. And, Crystal, I'll let you wrap it up. What's the proper attire for Netflix and chill? Crystal. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you now. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway, um, as I was saying, that no one heard. Uh, it would depend on similar to what I just said. You know, if I'm already attracted to him, and I know something's probably going to go down, then I'm going to wear something that's revealing and a little um, easy access. Uh, if it's, you know, a guy that's just my friend and I'm just chilling with him, then I'll wear, you know, some jeans, T-shirt, whatever. I don't know. You know, just whatever. Because it don't matter. So. Okay. Okay. And, um, I mean, I guess there are many things people could wear. Um, I mean, for guys, normally it's sweatpants because uh, it's just quick to get on and off. Uh, sweatpants and a T-shirt. For women, um, it kind of depends on the, I mean, of course the weather plays a factor. It kind of depends on if you're coming over to chill or actually have sex. I mean, you can wear a sundress with nothing under it if you wanted to. I mean, just so many different options, I guess. But, um, I mean, Netflix and chill is kind of like what the conversation said. It's, It's more or less something that kind of started with college kids because they didn't have any money or anything else to do. And it just kind of evolved into the real world. Because like I said, I do know some adults who will take an opportunity to do the Netflix and chill thing whenever they can. Now, Netflix and chill for adults mainly is when um, a guy's dealing with a side chick. Um, if a guy has a side chick, then or or someone that he's trying to holler at who he's already told that he has a woman, then he's going to roll with Netflix and chill because, one, he's not trying to spend any money on the side chick, and, two, he's just trying to get what he wants anyway because to the average guy who tells a woman that he has a girlfriend or a wife and she still seems interested in him, then he's always taking sex anyway, you know, even if she has long-term intentions. So... I think with most adults, the Netflix and chill is something that they do with the side pieces. But uh, I, I, I'm a fan of traditional dating. I like to be able to 
go out and sit down across from someone and actually talk and try to figure out what it is about the person that you may or may not like, uh, whether that's at a bar, just having drinks, maybe for coffee, um, or, you know, maybe you're just meeting somewhere um, outside and having a seat, you know, on your lunch hour or something at work, depending on where you work. There are a lot of different things you can do. There's no need to spend a lot of money. Now, I know there are a lot of guys who want to spend, you know, $80, $100, $150 on a first date, and it's your prerogative if that's what you want to do. But if you do that and you don't like them, then what have you really gained, you know? So sometimes it's okay to kind of just fill them out if you're really not sure and you really don't know a lot about them and say, hey, why don't we meet for coffee and try to determine if you have a thing for them at that point and then maybe amp it up a little bit. But you spend 150 bucks on someone you don't like, then, you know, unless you're really just balling out of control like that, that's that's kind of an empty feeling you're going to have. All right, 347-202-0215 is the number. Uh, get into one more topic, and then we get to some zone coverage. Uh, you know, there was a prominent New York City pastor who surprised a lot of his viewers by getting a tattoo in his church during an episode of VH1's Black Ink Crew. Now, don't watch it. I'm just assuming it's a tattoo show. Uh, his name is uh, Reverend Michael Walrun, and... He only appeared for a few minutes during the opening of a recent episode, but he started out providing um, advice to, like, the cast members of the show, and then he rolled up his T-shirt sleeve for his tattoo. And um, by the time she finished everything, he's a 44-year-old preacher. He had, I think the tattoo was, um, I am the embodiment of infinite possibilities. That's what he got tattooed on his right arm. Now, a lot of people in his church went nuts. Um, You know, there are passages in the Bible that frown against tattoos and things of that nature, but a lot of people went nuts that he not only did it, but he did it in the church. Um, Ray, I'll start with you, man. This is a big deal, or it's just more drama just trumped up for a reality show? I mean, how do you feel about a preacher getting a tattoo in the church? Um, well... I had this conversation probably, I believe it was maybe 98 with, with, with a pastor about tattoos and what they say and all this kind of stuff. And he said, nothing to worry about. He said, go ahead and get your tattoo if you want if you want one. I mean, I didn't end up doing it to years and years and years later. But, you know, I, I don't know. I think it's, it depends on what the tattoo says. You know, the tattoo is... is Vulgar and disrespectful or whatever, then it may be a problem. But if a preacher gets a tattoo of his wife, his kids, or something like that, I don't think it should be a problem. Okay. And Amy, how do you feel? Uh, go to Crystal real quick. I'm having a sneeze attack. I'm sorry, Crystal. Now I'll wait for Crystal to take her phone off of mute. Hello? Hey, what was the hey. question? How do you feel about a preacher getting a tattoo in his church? How does that... Oh, God. I have so many feelings about preachers. You know, it's just nothing surprises me anymore. Um, if he wants to do that, fine. I mean, I'm sure there are 
I wouldn't do it in. Well, it depends on how big the church is. I'm sure. I don't know if he did it in front of the congregation or he did it, you know, like afterwards or at something else, another assembly. Uh, some churches are big enough you can do just about anything in them. They have all kinds of things happening there. So, I mean, I don't. If that's what he wants to do, then fine, go ahead. I mean, to me, it's, if his congregation thinks it's fine, you know, and they still admire him and love him and all that kind of stuff, then. Hey, there's plenty of new age, um, or you know, kind of a new wave of preachers and pastors who are good people, supposedly, but they do a lot of non, you know, traditional things. So, hey, why not? Okay. And um, I mean, from what I read about it, his uh, his his people in his congregation were weren't happy about it at all. Um, they thought it sent a bad message, um, bad example, and they just thought it was just kind of foul to actually do it in the church as well. Um, but Amy, are you all right? What's your opinion? Uh, yeah, sorry about that. I was kind of having a cough and sneezing attack all of a sudden. Um, so what? what was his purpose of doing this in front of the church? Because I hadn't heard about it, so I've been on TV. Well, you know, and I don't know if any of y'all have ever watched that Preacher's Daughter show, but I I can't, you know, it's hard to say whether or not this preacher, you know, whether this was done for reality show, you know, drama or what, or if this was, you know, really a sincere ordeal where a preacher was, um, you know, having this done, um, we've become such a, you know, laid-back, more accepting um, society that, you know, I mean, I don't see anything wrong whatsoever with a preacher having, you know, tattoos or uh, anything like that. Um you know, doing it in front of your entire congregation, uh, you know, I have to know what was his point, what was his message. Um, do whatever you want to with your body. I mean, and I, I kind of know what his message behind it was. Um, <clears throat> but to get whatever he wants, you know, if he wants to get a big portrait of his wife or Jesus or a cross or whatever, you know, I, that's great. I got ten tattoos, so you know. How many? Ten. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, um, I don't know. I mean, to to each their own. I, I'm not surprised by what people do in the church and everything. I, I personally. I think doing it in the church was a little tacky, but I mean, that's that's. I don't think it's anything that's just a deal breaker to where I would say, okay, I'm gonna walk away from the church if I'm already a member. If I'm already a member, I'm probably conditioned to the the preacher and in any type of modern ways of influence that he may have anyway. So people who go there, although there were some people who were upset, I don't know if it was a majority or not, and. Um, I mean, I just think maybe that's something you probably have done, you know, 
one, I don't know if I even want my preacher associated with a reality show, but um, yeah, just get it done at the tattoo parlor, you know, and I can try to and get the church. That's what home. I meant by that whole preacher's daughter show. That is that disgusting. Yeah, I've never seen that show. I mean, and they have so many different preacher shows now, um, and I don't try to keep up with them. Um, I just usually wait on Crystal to blog about them on her blog, and then I just read about it. But um, and speaking of that, Crystal, I didn't get a chance to read your last um, blog post, but I saw the headline: Paul Walker's daughter is suing Porsche. Yes. Why? Yeah. Why is she suing Porsche? She's suing Porsche because she believes that the car that he was driving, they the company knew that it had problems, um, and and that they allowed people to be driving this type of car. I know Jaylet. I don't have the information in front of me as far as the name mm-hmm. of the car. Some of you guys know that, but I know Jay Leno had talked about because he is he's you know Jay Leno is really into cars, so he has had that car for a while, but he did say, I think before this happened, he had said it um, on his show when he was like showing people his car and and all that kind of stuff. Um, He said that this is the type of car that goes extremely fast um, and everything, but it's not really a car you drive around in. You know, it's it's more of a race car type of of thing. Um, I don't know if he mentioned anything about problems, but her thing is that this particular car is not a safe vehicle and felt that, um, you know, this caused it because they should have, you know, shouldn't have taken this car off, shouldn't be allowed to be drivable in the in the way that it's made. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it's a very dangerous car, period. And I think anybody who, buy, who would buy those types of cars... They're not just for, again, not for riding around. They're for show. They're for people who are, you know, get a lot of money and they just want to kind of have a little racy car thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, that's, that's why she's suing. Okay. Okay. I I'm, 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 I understand that. For a moment, I was thinking, just from looking at the headline, and I had saved the, article, the, com- the thing to read it, I was like, okay, she's suing just because someone drove fast and wrecked, or, you know, I, I was hoping it was more to it than just someone driving fast and, and wrecking. So, but uh, that makes a lot more sense. So, yeah. I have to ch- check it out and let everyone know where, we can, where they can find your blog first of all. Oh, my blog is getcrystallized.net, and it's a celebrity and headline news blog. All right. Cool. Okay, mm-hmm. on Tuesday's show, don't let your struggle become your reality. It takes a look at how your problems can affect your reputation. You know, a lot of people may not realize it, but the things you go through, you kind of wear it on your sleeve, and all of a sudden you become, oh, that's that chick that have three baby daddies, or that's that dude that can't pay his light bill. I mean, you don't want to get to that point. So we'll discuss that uh, stress-related items and things of that nature Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern on the Talk to you Radio Show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by TruthDevour.com, CrystalHickerson.com, and KnotsForChange.ca. Final thoughts. 
And Amy, I will start with you. Well, it's great to be back on the show. I've missed everybody. Um, I should be the poster child for the uh, uh, show you're talking about coming up, about your struggle being coming your reality. Um, <laughs> but um, it, it's good to be back on the show. I am in a little bit of a better, happier place Um in my own life um, About tonight's uh, subject You know um, I mean A Netflix and chill uh, Movie night At home thing Is You know Something that uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna You know Love to do But um, Of course Like I said I'm I'm only gonna You know Do that once I've gotten to know you You know After a few days And talking on the phone And and things like that, and getting to, getting to know you, um, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna come dressed as me, the real me. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not one of those head up your ass bullshit people that's gonna try to you know dress to impress. And I I I, I believe in just letting you see me and who the real me is and, you know, you decide. You know, here's my story and I'm sticking to it and this is who I am. Um, but, you know, I think that uh, it's it's a good thing for, for everybody, you know, to, um, you know, you don't have to spend a lot of money um, to impress people and, and People that that get into that, um, you know, I don't, I just, I just don't. That's just not me. That's not who I've ever been. You don't have to spend a lot of money to impress me, you know. But then again, I'm one. If you want to take me to Vegas this weekend, I'm, I'm up for that too. But hmm. um, I'm, I'm most happy, honestly, sitting on the couch. T-shirts, blue jeans, sweatpants, and watching a movie. Between two black guys. All right, thank you very much, Amy. I appreciate that. I I think that came across wrong because, I mean, because you and Buck are my buddies, though. You and Buck are my buddies, so, yeah, I would hang out on Netflix and chill with y'all any old night of the week. All right. Well, it's good to hear your voice again. Nice to have you on. All right. And, Crystal, I go to you. All right. Well, good show tonight. Um, the topics were pretty interesting, you know, um, regarding Netflix. Like I said, I love Netflix. Um, it's an amazing creation. And to me, Netflix, it is. Netflix and chilling is just what I do on a daily basis. And if someone wanted to join me to Netflix and chill, it's fine. But as far as a dating situation, no. It's not not a first date. And like many people have said, it's a date it, it's something that you do later on in your relationship when you just literally chilling together. So, um you can come up with something a little bit more interesting than 
sitting at someone's house. And I think that, of course, in the beginning, safety issues, and most people don't want to come into your house because maybe they've never been there. Or even if they've been there, maybe they um, they don't feel that, you know, just sitting at your house is a date because we've done that before. So you want to take them out. You want to show that this is special. We're going to do something special. I want to plan something. It's up to you how much it costs. Because you have to be creative if you don't want to spend a lot of money. But there are ways of doing things. You just have to exercise your brain a little bit to figure out what can I do to impress this girl or to enjoy her and have a good time. So, you know, just open your mind. Anyway, um, other than that, (laughs) other than that, good show. And look forward to the next one. Thank you very much, ma'am. Oh, and hey, Amy. Hey, Amy, I totally miss you on the show. Hey, Crystal. We haven't got too much of a chance to say hey back and forth to each yeah. other, but it's good to hear. It's good, good to hear my sister from another mister. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And Ray, shut it down for me, man, before we get to some zone coverage. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, Netflix feels... Uh, Something that you know they put a title to, but it's really um an old thing that people do with each other when you know they just want to relax and be comfortable and watch a movie that they're both interested in. I don't think Netflix and Chill should be a date constantly where you do this, you know, every time you get a chance to meet up, and that's what both of you would like to do. It's good for a good icebreaker. It's good for knowing who a person is. You know, if a person comes through the door, they empty-handed. You know, you prepare all the food. They didn't come with no drinks or no dessert or nothing. That tells you what kind of person they are. So it's a lot you can learn from these. You know, and you don't have to worry about who's coming in the house and all that. You should have made a good decision before you invite the person over. So I think, you know, it it could be good, but not always. It all depends on who the person is and if, you know, they can do something that's, uh, that's great and keep it that way for both people, not just for one person. It's not about saving money. It's just about saving money and doing what you like to do at the same time and being comfortable doing it. But it's an interesting show, interesting topic, because, you know, I have kept hearing the saying, but, you know, I knew what they meant, but I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. Great show, great topic. It's good to hear you again, Amy. You too, Ray. Tell Amanda I said hello. All right, I'll do that. All right. And that's going to do it for the first part of the Talk to Q radio show. I'm going to shift gears and get into zone coverage. But I would like to thank my official sponsors, TruthDevour.com, CrystalHickerson.com, and KnotsForChange.ca. Thanks to my show legends, callers, and tweet chatters for participating on tonight's show. Uh, I don't want anyone to leave just yet. There is something that I want to um, get into in just a second before you leave. 
But uh, the upcoming show schedule can be found at TalkToQ.com. And if you want to hear previous shows, then subscribe to me on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and get caught up, or you can go to the Good Radio Network and find me there. For those of you not into sports, have a good night and peace out. To everyone else, stay tuned for some zone coverage. But first, I want to play a song from an artist from the U.K. Um, His name is Matthew Schultz. And if you're not familiar with the name now, then, you know, you will be once it starts, you know, blowing up over the airways. Um, Now, a name that I know you're familiar with is Jim Jones. A lot of you are familiar familiar with the rapper Jim Jones from here in the States. He's also on this track. The track is called We Own the Night. And you're going to hear it here on the Talk to Q radio show. And when we come back on the other side, we'll get into some zone coverage. So here is We Own the Night, Matthew Schultz, and Jim Jones. Uh-huh. You know who on the night? Yo, Schultz, what up? You think it ain't vamping right? How you living? Huh. I got dibs on this ish. Oh, really, though? Huh? The night is ours, you can keep the J on mommy. Far as the night go, well, we own the issue. All black 40, fully loaded clip. Drop 58, fully loaded whip. White T on with a frozen wrist. I'm a hot boy with the coach chick. They say like to gamble, no poker chips. One night out, I can blow a brick. That's 40 down cash with a coke flip. Follow the star as I follow the moon. So they follow the car that's followed by goons. Now it's a four-way menage is what I got in my room. Seven, eight bottles, kind of hard to consume. Had to shit hallucinating like I got on spoon. I will at night and it's kind of hard to assume. First I clamor the chip, then I hammer the chip. Then I smack that ass with a hundred grand on my wrist.
Jim Jones, we own the night. So appreciate them dropping the track off to me. Play here on the show for you all to enjoy. Be sure to check it out. Um, you can Google We Own the Night. You can follow Matthew um, on Twitter. And you can also follow Jim Jones. Matthew is M. Schultz33. Jim Jones is Jim Jones Capo. Follow both of them on Twitter and uh, get your download of that and cop that. And um, someone just commented late on Facebook about our Netflix and chill topic when I asked if traditional dating was outdated. And she says, yes, very boring. How about something more adventurous? And that comes from Taya Young and Rich <laughs> out of Memphis. So, all right. I'd like to know what her examples are of that, but... We're going to go ahead and get into some zone coverage. Bring my man Ray back on. Ray is just me and you right now. Buck dropped off. Don't know if he's coming back or not. But uh, first thing, we'll we'll talk about Derrick Rose again, right? Um, some people are saying it's karma. He broke an orbital bone, and he's going to be out for a month just a day after he talked about how he's looking forward to free agency. And, I mean, of course he'll be back in time to play. But um, is this a big deal with him – Missing, you know, preseason and, and training camp. I mean, should Chicago be concerned and, and thinking to themselves, man, this dude is not going to be there for us. There's no sense of us even counting on him. No, I'm not going to say that because, I mean, it's always a chance. But when you've been injured as much as he's been injured, any injury is a concern. But I don't think it's um, a situation where the team feel like, well, we'll need to stop counting on him because, you know, the way the injury was made, the sound when it first was hurt was like, you know, he was going to be out, you know, half the year or something. But um, as he's ready to play by the season, you know, he may get rid of the injury bug, man, and play a couple of healthy years. But the thing is, I think they need to concentrate on playing basketball, not, whole bunch of women not trying to get more money and everything else. See, once a guy has a $200 million contract with Adidas, which he has, and, you know, you got a $95 million contract, you're already making your money. So if you keep talking about it's all about the money and it's the business and everything else, you know, I'll go back to my favorite guy, another Chicago boy, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan was never the highest-paid player until he came out of retirement. And the thing is, is at the end of the day, he got all them boys in his back pocket, whether you want to say LeBron, Mayweather, or any guy you think making money. I keep talking about this is a business. This is a business. We understand that. But at the same time, you've got to enjoy what you do. You have to 
put what you do first once you have became rich. Now, if you have nothing, I don't blame you. Get get your contract, take care of your family. But when it gets up into the tens and hundreds of millions of dollars and you, you know, want every quarter you can get, whether it's a good situation or not, I just disagree with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, their roles need to focus in on getting healthy and not trying to get more money because the money is already there. Yeah, I, I agree. He needs to just work on getting himself in, in playing shape because, uh, I mean, he has made a killing, you know, and, I mean, he's still making money. So I don't think it should be his focus. I do think his focus should be just trying to trying to play ball. You know, and, and try to bring a championship to his hometown. I mean, that's one reason I'm pretty sure he's happy he's there, so he has the opportunity to do that. But, uh, you know, hopefully he can get healthy, man. I want the dude to stay healthy, in all honesty. Even though it's a story when he gets hurt, I would like to see him play a full season to return to MVP form. A lot of people have forgotten all about that he was an MVP because uh, it's been so long since he's, you know, been effective. Consistently, so. All right, switch to the NFL. The um, Patriots traded their tight end Michael Humanawai, and they got defensive end in Akeem Hicks from the Saints. So Hicks is a six foot five, three hundred twenty four pound defensive end in his fourth year out of Canada. Um. So yeah, I guess you know they're always churning the roster. Um, in New England, and I, which I think is a good idea. It kind of keeps everybody on their P's and Q's when that happens. Um, let's see. I came across an article on Yahoo Sports, Ray. Go to boxing right quick on um, Adrian Broner. They're saying well, Adrian Broner is boom or bust at this point in his career. I mean, despite the world titles and three weight classes before his 24th birthday, 30 wins, two losses, and 22 knockouts. At the age of 26, it's time for him to make something happen. Uh, Now, I've seen Broner fight Ray, but I've never really paid attention to how he picks his fights. I don't know if he's the type of person who's really selective or if he fights who already put in front of him. Um, Do you think it's time that he just tries to find the best name out there who will fight him? So he can try to make a run at at a title or go somewhere and sit down because he's he's kind of one of those guys who you know you know who he is but he just really doesn't have those big fights that you're looking for. Ray, are you there? Oh yeah, yeah, I was on mute. My bad. Um, he's a very he's a very talented fighter. But his problem is is that he wants to be Mayweather. And the problem is is there is only one Mayweather. And when you try to, you know, go become the press conferences, do a lot of talking, you have to fight and you have to win, you have to back it up. He runs into a buzzsaw and then you still act like, Well, you know, it wasn't my night but I'm still this is still pretty, I'm still it's that. I mean, that's been done already. See, Muhammad Ali, when they done it, they won when they was doing it. And that's what he has to learn. Right now, I don't see there's nowhere for him to go, really, because Terrence Crawford is going to tear him up. 
Uh, <laughs> if he stays at 147, you got to see Kel Brook sooner or later. You got to see uh, uh, Amir Khan sooner or later. I mean, uh, Keith Thurman got to be sooner or later. I mean, it's a lot of guys out there that I think will really put a hurting on him if he got to the ring with him. So we'll, we'll see where it all goes. Like right now he's taking this guy. I don't know nothing about him. I think he's from Russia somewhere. But mm-hmm. he's a cop out with all these good fighters out here. So he may get the win and try to work his way back in. But sooner or later, he's going to see that buzz off. And I think that, you know, if if, if he keeps on the track that he's on, there's just going to be more losses. Know who his career reminds me of? Andre Berto. Andre Berto come out knocking people out and running through folks and everything else. I believe he's like 27 and old with 20-something knockouts, and he's supposed to be the next best thing. And all of a sudden, he's got, getting his head rocked. It ain't been the same since. Mm-hmm. So, I think he just got to focus in on his craft and stop trying to party and drink and all that. He's an athlete. He needs to stop that. Yeah, he definitely needs to try to make something happen uh, because he's still young enough to where he can, you know, if he took his craft seriously, he probably won a title and, you know, be able to defend it for quite some time, you know. But uh, he just seems like he's just kind of playing around right now. And, I mean, he's making money, but he, as much as he spends it, um, he he needs to try to do something a little better. Yeah. And something I came across, man, that was funny was, uh, do you remember um, the basketball player Adam Morrison? Uh, he played with the, the Charlotte yeah. Bobcats. I can't remember where he was drafted yeah. out of. He came out of Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yeah, Gonzaga. Uh, well, his teammate, former teammate, Jared Dudley, was being interviewed, and he called him out on the radio, man. He said uh, he never took showers. He did the chewing tobacco that he spit all the time, and he wore the same three polos the whole year. This is the guy that made a lot of money at the time, too. He says um, he was the face of diabetes. He was doing everything. He was on the cover of college games. He was everywhere, and he was by far the worst and most disgusting. Uh, He said he was playing. He said Gerald Wallace had to force him to take a shower one time. Had to force him. Imagine that. Imagine forcing a grown man to take a shower. He should be ashamed of himself. (laughs) That's messed up, man. If somebody called you out for being nasty, but it's also messed up for being nasty. Yeah, wow. (laughs) I didn't know it was like that, but yeah. Jared Dudley known for saying some things on the radio. You know, so. <laughs> he said that man wore yeah. the same three shirts all year. Oh man! All right, ready Even to when some... he got money. Right. Let's get into some uh, some college football, bro, and talk about some of these top twenty-five matchups. Now you have number fifteen Oklahoma at home against number twenty-three West, West Virginia at twelve o'clock on Saturday. That should be pretty interesting. Um. You have, let's see, number six, Notre Dame, on the road against number 12, Clemson. That's a 7 o'clock game on ABC. I'm pretty interested in that, man. Um, 
just to see what, what goes on. Uh, number 21, Mississippi State, goes to Texas A&M to play the Aggies. Man, if Mississippi State can win that game, I think they're in good shape for the West, but it's going to be hard to beat some of the boys out there in Texas A&M. In Texas A&M. Uh, oh, yeah, Number three, Ole Miss versus number 25, Florida in the Swamp. Florida looks like they're kind of back in effect. That's a 7 o'clock game on ESPN. But the main one I want to talk about, of course, is number 13, Alabama on the road against number 8, Georgia. 3.30 start time on CBS. Um, Nick Chubb has already said that, you know, he's looking for his school record 13 straight 100 game, even though Alabama hasn't allowed a 100-yard rusher. So first question, Wade, does Rick Nick Chubb get a hundred yards against the Princeton Tide this weekend? Oh, uh, he's the best in the country. Yes, I think he does. I think you know Alabama. Of course, they're going to be all geared up to try to stop him. And I think he's going to bust a long one straight down the field. It's going to be all she wrote. For the next, I mean, for the most part, I think they can contain him. But I think mm-hmm. he's going to bust one. Yeah, guys like that, uh, they tend to break off something in big chunks. And as far as the game itself, and of course if Alabama loses, they're pretty much done for the SEC hunt, I mean, barring something crazy. I mean, two losses isn't the end-all, be-all, but, you know, you don't really want two losses in the SEC West. Um, This is a must-win for Alabama, but can Alabama go into Georgia this season and beat Georgia because Georgia has been known to lay down at the wrong times. Yeah. Oh, I think Alabama will probably definitely win the game, but you know, I think it. Well, like Georgia, you never you never can tell. Like you say, man. I mean, they start out well, get the top ten, and then they start laying down. And you know, they got a big opponent. It don't get no bigger than Alabama. Don't get no bigger than the Southern game. In Georgia and Alabama, so it's all there for them. It's whether they're ready to take that next step. If they beat mm-hmm. Alabama, they in the they in the uh, national title hopes, you know, in the discussion. So we, we'll see but what happens. It's just I'm so used to Georgia letting letting people their fans down. You know, um, when you think they're ready to take that next step. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Alabama is still a great team. So, I mean, it's not necessarily any shame in losing to Alabama, even though they're ranked um, 13 and Georgia's ranked 8th. But if Georgia's going to make that next step, if Mark Ritt is going to finally get to the respect that he wants as a head coach, I feel like they have to find a way to win this game. It's just that Alabama, man, is one of those teams. I mean, you, you have to go in thinking you can beat them like Ole Miss did. Ole Miss thinks they can beat Alabama. You know, I mean, you can tell with the way they play, how they play, that they believe in their hearts they can beat Alabama. I just don't know if Georgia has it in them, but Nick Chubb should give them that confidence. And if he gets 100 yards, does Alabama, uh, does Georgia win? Oh, uh, no. I should no. say 100. Let me say if he gets 150. No, no. I think Alabama is the better school. Mm-hmm. Alabama is the bigger name. Alabama has the the bigger brand, so I mean, no, I don't think they will seize the moment. I mean, the SEC has a lot of coaches out there making a million and two million and 
all that kind of stuff. And these guys haven't showed up, or they haven't had their boys show up, and they end up losing year after year after year. I'm not against guys making money, but at the same time, sooner or later, you have to do something. Like, Les Miles could fall back for the next 10 years. He just did what he had to do when the rest of these boys going to step up and do something. So, you know, I would like to see Georgia come in and give him a run because I'm a big Nick Chubb fan. But I just don't believe it's going to happen. Now, I thought Ole Miss would win and Ole Miss did win. But Georgia, Georgia showed me too much up and down over these last, you know, 10 or 15 years. So I don't think nothing's going to change on Saturday. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to be sitting somewhere watching that one. I'm supposed to have my keep my guy kids this weekend, but they're going to have to be playing on the Xbox when their game going on so I can find get somewhere and get quiet and see what's happening. Yeah. But, uh, all right, Ray, so, uh, you know, Ohio State is going on the road against um, Indiana, and Indiana is 4-0. and Now, I mean, when you look at who Indiana State and Florida International, Western Kentucky, and Wake Forest. So, Indiana hasn't beat anyone quality. But when a team is 4-0, and they're still, you know, have some type of confidence about them. Um, and their offensive line is really good. Do you think there's any possibility that Indiana can give Ohio State all they can handle? Uh, Indiana's always going to be one of those uh, third-tier schools, not even second, when it comes to, you know, all the big schools that they have out there in the Big Ten. So it's kind of like... You know they, um, you know they they bring a, a crowd and you know they undefeated. But who have they really played? Mm-hmm. I mean Ohio State is not known for blowing folks out, but at the same time, uh, I think they will beat them rather easily. So, but it's not their fault though because if you a top uh, recruit. Where you gonna to go to school? You gonna to go to Michigan State? You gonna to go to Ohio State? Or you gonna to go to Indiana? So even the kids in Indiana want to go to some of the bigger schools, Michigan and so forth. So yeah, you know, all they can do is put a product on the field as best they can, but they outmatch. Okay, and uh, so we'll see if they have that little David and Goliath complex, but. Uh... Yeah, Ohio State is good. <laughs> so even on the road. All right, let's change mm-hmm. gears to the um, NFL. Tomorrow we have the two and one Steelers, led by Michael Vick, against the zero and three for the first time ever Baltimore Ravens. This is tomorrow's game. The Ravens are minus two and a half. The game's going to be at Heinz Field. Ought to be halfway decent football weather. The last time they met. Uh, Baltimore beat Pittsburgh 20 to 17 back in January. Now the Ravens are coming off a 28-24 loss against the Bengals, who are red hot right now. Steve Smith went off for 186 receiving yards. Uh, the Steelers are coming off of a defensive game where they beat the Rams 12 to 6 in St. Louis. Le'Veon Bell is back, and Antonio Brown is still killing it. 
So first thing, Ray, let's start with the Steelers. Can Antonio Brown be effective with Michael Vick throwing to him? I hope so, man. He's in my fantasy league, but <laughs> it's just that uh, I, don't, I don't have confidence. Vick, I mean, can he come in and surprise and do some things? Maybe so. But to me, it, it's just last year after seeing him be so unprepared coming into the game and not taking the spot from uh, Geno Smith the way he should have. Yeah. I think that um, it, 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 I don't know what to expect. I don't expect nothing good to come out of that. So, you know, to me, I would get a traditional quarterback who knows how to throw the football down the field because that's what the Steelers are winning with, that big offense, that big arm. You know, when you pull the ball down and you look at the run and, you know, you got one of the best receivers in the league and you want to run and you can't find the guy open. And, you know, we got a lot of guys that are are on on the show who like that type of ball play. But at the same mm-hmm. time, why pay, why pay a receiver all this money if you're not going to throw to him, you know, and you're not mm-hmm. going to use him much? So I, I think that um, Vic needs to, you know, find a way to find his targets because he has the people there. You got Brown there. You got uh, Bell there. You got D'Angelo Williams. Next week you're going to have uh, Octavius Bryant. He's got to step up. The Steelers can can really keep winning and keep up with Cincinnati and, you know, don't fall too far behind because I think Baltimore is going to beat them tomorrow. So now Baltimore has three losses. The Steelers have two, and Cincinnati's undefeated. It'd be too hard to catch those guys if these yeah. teams keep losing. So it's all on big shoulders. You know, we'll see if he's able to hold it up. I'm um, I'm interested to see what he does, man, um, and to see if he – I think the first game is going to be the best for him best opportunity for him because it's been a short week. They haven't had a lot of time to really study you. They really don't know what he can do right now. I mean, a lot of us don't really know what Vicky's capable of once he prepares to be a starter and comes to the game as a starter because it's been so long since he's done it. So it's a good chance for him to get out there and surprise the Ravens. But I, I do think that um, barring some crazy turnovers, the Ravens should be able to win this game, mainly because they need it more than the Steelers. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so let's move on to uh, what I think is an important game. Is I think it's going to be in London at nine o'clock Monday Sunday morning. The two and one Jets and the one and two Miami Dolphins. Uh, the Jets are minus one in this game. Last time they met, the Jets won thirty-seven twenty-four back last December. Now the Jets are coming off a loss to the Eagles, twenty-four seventeen, where they made a ton of the mistakes. And the Bills are coming off a beatdown from I mean, excuse me, the Dolphins are coming off a beatdown from the Bills, forty one to fourteen. Uh Ray, who do you like in this game and, and why? I mean, I know the Dolphins need this game more. Um, their coach definitely needs it more, but who do you like in this game? I mean, I, I like the Jets. I'm not really feeling the Dolphins. You know, yeah, a couple of players there that I like, but at the same time I'd rather go with the Jets. 
I mean, the Dolphins don't seem to have it together. I mean, Tannehill is a good young quarterback coming up. But, you know, when you sue and Cameron Wake and all these guys down on the defensive line there, when you get paid that kind of money, you got to produce results. And to come away week after week after week without a sack, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of embarrassing. It should be, hmm. you know. But a lot of guys, you know, they all focusing in on the money, the money, the money. And that's what I was saying if, if about the Bills. You know, they got a great defensive line. And the Jets have a great defensive line. But the problem is, is when one guy gets $100 million, what happens to your partners? Yeah. And that's what suiciding out. Now I got to do it by myself. Oh, I'm supposed to have Cameron Wake there, but I never played with him. I don't know what I have. See, sometimes it's better to take less and see less double teams and prolong your career and get out of football healthy. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, $70 million is a lot different from uh, $95 million, $100 million. To me, all that is foolish. Because once you're rich, you're rich. But, you know, I like the Jets because I think the Jets have a better football team and a better coach. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Um so we'll see what what the Jets decide to do, man. Um, and uh, <laughs> I just got a message from Daddy Rich. Yeah, we still on. So um, yeah, Mom, we're still on talking sports. Uh, but I, I think the I, I like the Jets. You know, now the Dolphins' offense. I mean, Tannehill's is good. Um, that receiver Rashard Matthews is kind of coming into his own. And he's doing well because Landry was kind of expected to be the guy, but Rashard Matthews has been putting up pretty good numbers. They still don't quite have the running game, I think, that they want. But I definitely expected more out of their defense and definitely more out of Endomic and Sue. And they haven't gotten it, you know. So um, they're not getting their money's worth at all right now. And, I mean, he could have been in Detroit trying to help that, that team out. But uh, – all right, let me move on to the next one. And your two and one Raiders have a good opportunity to go three and one as they play in zero and three Bears um, at Soldier Field. The Raiders are minus two and a half, a one o'clock start. Now the Raiders just beat Cleveland twenty-seven twenty, and the Bears just got shut out by the Seahawks twenty-six zero. Uh, now, even though I don't think Jimmy Clausen is any good, Ray, is this a trap game? Well, uh, it could be, but I think we 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 had new coaching, we had new leadership with our young players. I think um, we come out focused, and we don't overlook this team, which sounds kind of funny saying overlook. You know, we talk about the Raiders, but you know, I think that, that we on the right path, and these are games that we must win. Because we still got the Broncos, we still got the Chiefs, and stuff like that coming up twice. So you have to win the games that you can win. This is a very winnable game. They're not going to have a starting quarterback, and we have a starting quarterback. We have a very good one. I mean, at times, Derek Carr looks like Aaron Rodgers. 
So I think that, uh, you know, we keep this momentum going. We should be able to win the game. I'm hopeful that we can win the game because, you know, it's a game that we should win. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games where if you lose this game, then your fans are going to say, oh, man, here we go again, right back where we started. Um, Yeah. So I I definitely think it's important that you all win. I mean, Jimmy Clausen is, I think, a college quarterback at best. He doesn't look that good at all. Um, Of course, you have to be respect Matt Forte and his abilities. But uh, this is a game you all all are supposed to, to win. So. Oh, yeah. All right. Let me go to the phones to the 865 area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee, and welcome on Daddy Rich. What's happening, man? What's going on? Not too much. I'm in the garage doing it. (laughs) Okay, man. Doing what? (laughs) (laughs) What I always do. Drinking and smoking. Drinking and smoking. All right, Daddy Rich. That's New York. Well, I guess New Jersey and New York. With the Giants traveling to Buffalo to play the two, the one and two Giants to play the two and one Bills. The Bills are minus six in this game. Uh, The last time they played, the Giants won twenty-seven twenty-four in two thousand and eleven. The Giants beat the Redskins last week thirty-two twenty-one, and the Bills destroyed the Dolphins forty-one to fourteen. Um. I mean, a minus six, that really shows that Vegas is respecting the Bills on this one, Daddy Rich. Yeah, they are. They are. It's uh, That's a tough game. That's going to be a really tough game. But they're, they're giving, they are respecting them on that. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, that game's going to be hard. If Tyrod Taylor comes out and he's playing, it's going to be tough for the for the Jets to uh, stop him because he's a he's – a, 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 Awkward threat quarterback, man. He's kind of like Russell Wilson, man. I, you know, they kind of kind of similar. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, because he can get out of there and get moving, but he also, while he's getting out of there and getting moving, he also keeps his eyes downfield, and that's what kills people because those looks like they tuck their head down and get ready to go, but then all of a sudden he'll see somebody out of the corner of his eye. Whip, you know. So yeah, that's gonna be, it's going to be a tough one for them, man. They're going to be chasing that cat around the field. <laughs> I think the Bills will win it, though, and I, I hope my boy ain't listening. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what do you think, uh, Ray? I mean, the Giants, I think Victor Cruz may be coming back from what I heard. The Giants look like they should have the most one of the most explosive offenses in the league, but they don't because their line is not all that great. But can they put it together and go to the Buffalo Bills home stadium and do them away? Uh, they can, but I don't think they will. I think the Bills are rolling right now. I think they got a good defense, and they have a good offense. It's starting to come together. And although the Giants are capable, that don't mean they will. I still think the Giants are the best team in their division, the NFC East. But I think the Bills will be too much for them on Sunday. Okay. And all right. I um I like the Bills in this one too, and the fact that the Bills are favored by six, I mean, man, shows that they've come a long way on this one. Stay in the NFC East, the Eagles and the Redskins. 
Both of them are one and two. The Eagles are minus three. Um, Eagles beat the Jets 24-17 last week. The Redskins lost to the Giants 32-21. DR, I mean, there's no way the Redskins can win this game, even though the Eagles haven't been playing well, right? I hope not. I want the Redskins to lose every damn game they play just because of the Robert Griffin debacle. It's just crazy what they did to that dude, but I don't think so, man. I think Philadelphia's got this one. I think Chip Kelly put put something behind them guys. You know, he let them know, you know, we're not going to be half-stepping. You know, going to do that. You see how I got rid of those other fellas, you know, because <laughs> he came in and cleaned house. <laughs> so, you can't say you know, that I, I uh, think, he's afraid to cut somebody or get rid of them. Oh, no. We know that. <laughs> we know that for sure because – I mean, you you cut Deshaun Jackson. I mean, get rid of those guys like that. That's serious, man, because those were serious guys for the Eagles, man. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was a good receiver for them, and he, he had no no problem with just letting him go. So I think Philadelphia will take that game, man. I, I don't think they'll have a problem with it because Cousins, he, he seems to kind of veer away come second half anyway. Okay. And, Ray, do the um, – can the Redskins upset the Eagles on this one? I mean, the Eagles have been kind of off balance all season. I mean, can Kirk Cousins rise up? Uh, he might. I believe he may have a good game. But the problem is they don't have D'Angelo Hall and the Eagles throw the ball a lot. So, I think that they're going to expose their weakness. And the Eagles don't have to show Jackson to go at all. Oh boy, they came from uh, Seattle because everybody taking turns on him right Maxwell, now. Maxwell, what's so, that? Maxwell. Yeah, yeah, Maxwell, and um, Byron Maxwell. So yeah, yeah. Although Redskins, I assume they at home because it's only three point favorite. Yeah. So you know, I I expect the Eagles to to make the record two and two. And the Redskins to fall like we expected them to fall at the beginning of the season. Okay. And we'll see if things start to sort themselves out a little bit. And all right, another other games, the one and two Jaguars versus the one and two Colts. Um, I don't think that's a, a lock for the Colts, even though they're playing at home. Um the Colts are minus nine favorites, but I mean, they just haven't been playing well right now. Carolina is three and zero going to Tampa Bay, who is one and two. Carolina is minus three in that game. The Houston Texans one and two against the three and zero Atlanta Falcons in the Georgia Dome. Falcons are six and a half favorites. And for some reason, y'all in this game, I feel like JJ Watt is going to get loose. Um, and I like the Texans to beat the Falcons. What do you all think? No, I think the Falcons going to take it. What about you, DR? Daddy Rich? You might have drank to smoke too many. Okay. <laughs> I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was eating with the sleep. <laughs> hey, man, I just got up not long ago. But I say, I still say the Falcons, man. I'll tell the Falcons to win it, man. They like they're on the road. Okay. I'll be the one to go out on the limb on that one. And um, 
All right, so then you have Green Bay. Three traveling the one and two for the Niners. Green Bay has to make easy work of Colin Kaepernick and the boys to move the four and zero. The Minnesota Vikings are two and one, going to the Denver Broncos, who are three and zero, and the Broncos are minus six and a half. Um, I have Adrian Peterson on my fan on one of my fantasy teams. And, and Ray, I'll ask you against this Broncos defense, the over and under for Adrian Peterson with rushing yards. I got it. If I set it at eighty-five, where are you going? I'm going over. You think he'll get over eighty-five against the Broncos? Yeah. Okay. Go well, He's that good of a running back. I don't think it matters what defense is set. You know, like any good defense, they're going to be over-aggressive. And when you're too aggressive, you're going to make a mistake. And sooner or later, they're going to make one. Okay. And uh, Daddy Rich, we take the over or the under 85 rushing yards for Adrian Peterson. I'm going to say, man, hey, is about right. If that, it'll be under, man. I, I think that defense is because they're going to key on that. They're going to key on it. And unless uh, Bridgewater takes a little pressure off of him, that, this, that's what it's going to be. And looking at the level of uh, play there, I think it would be probably 85 or less. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And so, let's see what else we got here. The Rams are 1-2 and two and traveling to the 3-0 and o Cardinals. The Cardinals are six-and-a-half favorites. Um, I can't see the Rams upsetting the Cardinals here. I just can't see. I don't think they have the offense or – I mean, their defense is good, but I think the Cardinals have a good defense as well. And I can't see them beating Arizona in Arizona. Well, I can't. I couldn't see them beating them in St. Louis for that matter. But um, the Browns one and two, and the Chargers are one and two. The Chargers at home are minus seven and a half. Uh, Dr. Who needs this game more? The Browns at one and two, or the Chargers one and two? The Chargers, both of them need it. <laughs> both yeah, of them. Really I would say the Chargers because the Chargers look like they have uh, they're going to be playoff contending. Uh, we know the Browns are still trying to find themselves. But the Chargers should be uh, have already found themselves. So I, I would say the Chargers really need it more because they're looking more of a playoff contention. The Browns, I don't think, are going to be this year. We know that. But I'd say the Chargers. What do you think, Ray? I think the Browns are under more pressure. I mean, the Chargers, they do the same thing every year. They lose at the beginning of the year and come along strong at the end of the year. But with uh, the Browns, everybody's hollering for Johnny. Teammates are saying privately that they are behind Johnny and they don't understand what the coaches are doing and we play better Mm -hmm. when Johnny's in the game and everything else. And if you do not play the guy and he's the guy that won the only game you won this year, the pressure is going to mount and it's all on Cleveland Browns. Okay. And um, I know based on reputation, 
San Diego may have more pressure because a lot more is expected from them. But I do think the Cleveland Browns have to kind of show something this season. And winning a game like this could really show a lot towards going 2-2 two and two in that division. So um, I don't know. But I just think San Diego is just going to be way too comfortable at home. All right. So the Sunday night game, the two and one, two and one Cowboys against the zero and three Saints. I don't see a line on this one as of yet. Last time they played last year, the Cowboys won thirty-eight seventeen. And uh, I look at it as the only way I feel like the Saints can win is if Dallas turns over the ball um, unnecessarily, and if the Saints can run it on them. Uh, now, right now, the Saints' running game has been, I guess, somewhat decent with Mark Ingram. He's been doing a, a pretty good job, even though he hadn't really just gotten, like, a whole bunch of carries. But uh, he's averaging 3.3 yards a carry right now. and But he is also dangerous at the backfield, averaging 9.5 yards per reception off of 16 catches. So he's kind of a dual threat back. But, uh, Ray, I'll ask you as far as the Saints in this game. If Drew Brees plays, are they give them the opportunity to beat Dallas, or you think it doesn't matter if he plays or not? No, I think Drew Brees is shot at the road, man. They keep talking about Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Drew Brees didn't have his opportunity. He won the Super Bowl. They didn't have the winning season in New Orleans, but right now it's over. You know, they didn't try to bring him back and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. They just don't have it. I mean, they got good running backs. They got some decent talent at the wide receiver position, but they just can't get it together. And I think when people are together for so long, sometimes it's better to go apart, except Belichick and Brady. Yeah. But right now with – the way they play it, I don't think that they can um they can beat Dallas. I mean, we don't know what we're gonna get out of the Cowboys after they got you know, destroyed Sunday, but at the same time, I don't think New Orleans has what it takes to do that. Okay. And uh Daddy Rich, the Monday night game the O and three Detroit Lions are really in desperation mode, but unfortunately they got to play the one and two Seahawks in Seattle. The Seahawks are one the Lions cover on this bread. Man, Seattle's going to win that game for sure. Uh, the Lions are in trouble. The Lions are in deep trouble. And I, I, I think Jim Caldwell's going to get it again. He's going to get caught. I call it Codwell. You get Jim Codwell when they start looking at you, you know, as a coach. We mm-hmm. we just call it Jim Codwell because the way Indianapolis hit him was just terrible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think that uh, Seattle, man, they're going to get in their groove, man. They just needed time to get it, get their self together. Uh, I don't even think it'll be a game. Okay. I really don't. Well, I mean, Seattle kind of has their back against the wall being one and two. They don't want to go one and three. And that just means bad news for Detroit, uh, who are probably looking at 0 and 4, you know. And that's a shame because then you got to play Arizona, which means you're going to be 0 and 5. 
and you catch a break with the Bears the week after that. So that would be my opportunity to maybe get in the win column. Maybe a but, break unless Cutler's back. <laughs> right. Then they might so, throw a flosswap at them. <laughs> <laughs> the Patriots and the Titans are on a bye. Uh, Patriots got it all going on right now. The Titans just trying to get things together. So they both have early buys. Starting next week, um, fellas, after you know, we would have had four weeks of football, a whole month to evaluate what we've seen. So starting next week, try to come up with your top five power rankings, um, how you rate the teams from one to five um, as far as how they're playing from week to week. So that's what we're going to look to do starting next next um Probably next Wednesday. Probably won't do it Tuesday. Probably do it Wednesday. So, all right. Did anybody have anything else before I get ready to shut this thing down? Oh, uh, no. Okay. Daddy Rich? Go Steelers, man. All right, all right. Well, I'm going to get ready to shut this thing, shut this thing down and... Uh, get myself a little extra 30 minutes of sleep. But I appreciate you all coming on, Daddy Rich. I appreciate you jumping in, man. Better late than never. And uh, just for the record, I'm going to – I edited last night's show, and I'm working on it, and probably on Friday I'm going to release the interview with Mike Caldwell as a separate show. So um, I'm looking to do that and try to have it out by Friday. But, you, you know, you'll you'll see it on my Facebook page. Okay. So, cool. No right. Oh, my bad. See, man, me being sleepy. I met my. You think I've been smoking and drinking with Daddy? Drinking and smoking with Daddy Rich. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see. Yeah, I know I can find who am I's right quick. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, I got some. Got some people. You really just don't care about, but uh, I see a couple of names that look familiar that might be a little, I was trying, I got to find something challenging for y'all, man, y'all are pretty smart, I know Ray usually gets all of them, but uh, I know Daddy Rich be coming with it too every now and then, they really ain't got any good birthdays, I'm going to look at tomorrow, oh, I'm sorry, this is tomorrow, this is October 1st, let me go back to September 30th. All right, first one is a five foot ten, two hundred and twenty pound running back who turns thirty five today. Was drafted in the fourth round by the Cincinnati Bengals in two thousand and one from Auburn. Who am I? Um what needs to be Ronnie Rell? War war number thirty two. Yep. Played with Cincinnati and last season played with Detroit. Ronnie Brown? Nope. Uh, from Auburn. Number 32, 2001. 32. Mm. The running back. Damn. You're going to know his name when you hear him. Take him. Take him. Nope. Nah, I saw. Yeah, 
Oh, uh, yeah, I can't think of where. Nah. Oh, Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs? Nope. 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 Nah. All right, I'll go ahead and reveal this one. Rudy Johnson. Yeah, that's what I was trying to think of. I can't believe Rudy that. Ali Johnson. <laughs> yeah. All right, this is a five foot eleven, two hundred pound running back who turns forty three today. Drafted by the forty ers in the second round in nineteen ninety two out of Florida State. He wore number twenty two for the forty ers. What William Floyd? Nope. Yeah. Two hundred pounds. Oh, two hundred pounds. Uh, and what what year you say? Two nineteen ninety two. This ain't gonna help 90. you, but his first his first name is Antonia, <laughs> Antonia Wayne. <laughs> you still don't know who it is. <laughs> is it Antonio Smith? Nope. He also played for the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he was there for three years. He played with the St. Louis Rams. For three years, and he finished his career in Philadelphia in 2000. Most yards he ever had rushing was 371 yards. So he wasn't big on rushing, but he was a pretty good halfway decent return guy. Amply? Amply? Very good. Didn't think you were going to get that one. That's why I gave you the name, Antonio Wayne. I'm like, ain't nobody going to know Aunt Lee from that. All right. I am a six two, 221-pound running back. Turns 21 today. Drafted in this year's draft in the second round by the Jaguars out of Alabama. T.J. Yeldon. T.J. Yeldon. Yep. It must be, must be all running backs tonight, same like. A five foot eleven, two hundred and eighteen pound running back, drafted. He turns forty years old today. Drafted in nineteen ninety eight in the first round by the New England Patriots out of Georgia. Number forty seven. Who am I? Oh God! Rushed for eleven hundred yards and nine touchdowns in his rookie season. Oh, um, uh. Oh, I don't know who that is. Who that is? Oh, man. I'm surprised y'all don't remember. It's Robert Edwards. Oh, 
Robert Edwards. No, nah, I still don't remember that. Really? Yeah, Robert Edwards um, out of Georgia. He was number 47. He had a great rookie year with Dolphins. And then that um, right before the Super Bowl, when they had a celebrity DirecTV volleyball game, he tore his ACL in the sand uh, playing volleyball, man. And he ended up sitting out for like four years behind that. And he tried to come back, and he couldn't do it. Okay. Yeah. Last one. Six foot four, two hundred and thirty-one pound quarterback who turns fifty-two years old today, drafted in the sixth round in nineteen eighty-six by the Washington Redskins out of Washington State. Two-time Pro Bowler, he wore number eleven. So passes? No. 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 Uh, Rip. Mark, Mark Rippin. Yep. Mark Robert. Ripping went fourteen and two in nineteen ninety one. Yeah. So, all right. So the who I am, who I is who I'm is I have for tonight. <laughs> Couldn't even say it right. But um, yeah. So we'll check out some of this college ball this weekend. These top twenty five matchups, football on Sunday, and we'll be right back here on Tuesday talking about what happened. Gonna be a month in after this week, fellas. I don't like that. I don't like how I gotta wait so long, and it's already been a month. It's like football just flies by, man. Ain't right. Yeah. So it's like every time Tuesday rolls around, I get hyped talking about it. Wednesday rolls around, I get hyped talking about the next week. Then Thursday and Friday can't get here quickly enough to get to Saturday and watch some college ball. Well, I do get to enjoy some high school football pretty often on Friday nights. Um, I actually have a game I'm announcing tomorrow. Um, there's a guy from Clinton High School here by the name of Cam Akers. And I don't know if you ever heard of Cam Akers, um, but this is a guy that's going to be playing at a major university come next year. From what I understand, he's gotten offers from um, a lot of different SEC teams. He plays quarterback. Um, even though he's more of a running back, but he's just a talented guy. So I get my first chance to take a live look at him tomorrow when they play Callaway. Um, but, yeah, keep that name Cam Akers in mind. And I know a friend of his um, mom's who said he's already he already knows where he's going to school. Now, I don't know, you know, teenage kids, they can change their mind in a heartbeat, but they won't reveal where it is, and I'm trying to figure it out. But I guess you don't want nobody like me announcing on the radio either. <laughs> so, but nah, I wouldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to check him out tomorrow and let you know what I think about him and let you all know if he's someone you need to Google or not and check out some YouTube videos. But, uh, all right, fellas, y'all have a good evening. You've been listening to the Talk to Q radio show. It's on coverage. Go to TalkToQ.com to get more show information. Um, and you can Google T2Q when all else fails, and you can learn about the show from there. Everyone have a great night. Enjoy the rest of your week and your weekend. Enjoy your football. And we'll talk to you all next Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? <laughs> Let's go.
their murals, brother. But they are who we thought they were. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You play to win. Do you have any questions? I got a question. You got any excuses tonight, Roy? talking about practice, man. What are we talking about? Practice? 